Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. SG Extra, only on Money FM 89.3. Well, all flexible work arrangements continue to rise due to restrictions from the pandemic. An OWL Labs study has found that 16% of companies in the world are fully remote this mm. year. Mm, I think that's quite impressive. Uh, with the great resignation, employees have displayed, of course, their strong preference to keep their flexible and remote work arrangements. However, the high global inflation levels have led to measures resulting in a possible recession, and many companies are starting to lay off their workers. The situation may take a turn in regard to remote work arrangements. Those who prefer their workers to work in the office mm-hmm. might then say, hey, the recession is here. You're not going to be able to find a job. You better just play it by my rules. And I prefer you right here physically in front of me in the office. That's just the way you say it sounds like an HR person. Yeah, doesn't trying it? To convince I've you. interacted with many of them recently, so I understand. <laughs> anyway, for employers with concerns over family commitments, for example, and the autonomy of location of work, does this lead to resignation or further negotiations? We will find out right now with Leung Chi Tung, the CEO and co-founder of People Analytics HR tech firm Engage Rocket, joining us on the phone today. Hello, uh, Chi Tung. Hi, Ken. Thanks so much. Chi Tung, the thing is, with the recession on the cards and a lot of people saying it's going to change the dynamics at the workplace, what are you foreseeing in terms of this particular issue when it comes to remote work arrangements and negotiations in that regard? Yeah, I think for sure it will change uh, the dynamic between employers and employees. What used to be very much an employer's market will soon see a lot of loosening uh, as companies adapt to the recession. Um, So from there, what you would end up seeing is not just remote work policies, but across the board, salary negotiation, benefits and so on, will start changing in terms of how those conversations will be happening. All right. So in the case of remote workers, Though who were hired maybe during the pandemic, they had a more flexible arrangement. How will their positions be affected? Well, it depends on why they were hired in the first place. Because through the pandemic, there were maybe three reasons why uh, remote workers were hired. So one was maybe companies were already mature, that they had mm. remote work procedures and they could work effectively with remote workers. The second one is maybe for cost pressures, uh, companies were then forced to tap in to more cost-effective remote work base outside their home markets. And the third one is maybe because they just couldn't find the expertise that they needed in the home market. So I think for all of these three reasons, the as long as the remote workers are adding value mm-hmm. to the companies that they have joined, I think they would very much be on par with those that are in person. The only ones that maybe would be at risk, the highest risk probably would be those with the, the lower cost base remote workers who may, you know, companies may no longer need to source outside their home markets. But that's based on business needs, which is completely reasonable. I mean, companies do have to recalibrate as their business grows and according to their strategic objectives as they move forward. But when it comes to negotiating remote work, if employers are going to say, okay, we're facing a recession, it's going to be hard for you to get another job, so let me take this away from you because you're likely to just accept the fact that I've taken flexible work arrangements and remote work arrangements away from you. To me, the crux of the problem is that employers are just not fully convinced about the merits of flexible and remote work arrangements. Why do you think they remain unconvinced? <laughs> Some of it is a force of habit. Um, 
Some of it is, has some merit. Sometimes as employers, we, we may be blind to some of the benefits of uh, remote work and focus more on that FaceTime uh, needing to be in the office. And, but some of it is, is valid, right? Because you do want to be a part of a team. You want to feel that sense of belonging that comes with uh, the human friendships that you actually do make when you're in person, uh, which is very hard to replicate when you're remote. But the question is just a question of degree, right? Whether you want to, to go back fully 100% or whether you want to scale it back in some measure. I mean, some people don't want to make friends at work, you see. So <laughs> my point really is it ought to be customised to each employee's needs and, of course, business needs as well. Do certain tasks have to be done in person at the office, for sure? In that case, you know, the negotiation takes a different turn. But something you said really struck me. You said it could be a force of habit. We've had two years of COVID-19 and people working remotely isn't two years enough to form new habits? <laughs> you would think so, but if yeah. you've been working for over 20 years, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> maybe that may, may not uh, shift you out. And, and it's also a mindset thing, right? I think through the pandemic, there were many people who were just thinking that, okay, I'm going to weather this storm. At the end of this storm, things will go, quote unquote, back to normal. And that's just the mindset that they've had from the beginning. And, and in so doing, sometimes you'll find that employers will waste a good crisis by throwing the baby out with the bathwater and not forgetting all the good practices that could have been built through that, that two years. And it's the one thing that we should learn from the COVID-19 pandemic for the past two years, right? All the good points that we can bring forward post-pandemic. We're talking to Leong Chi Tang, CEO and co-founder of HR Tech Engage Rocket, about the bargaining power between bosses and workers in today's market, because it's shifting quite fast. Just a few months ago, we were talking about hybrid working and flexible working, and now we're talking that a recession is looming, so the bargaining power is, uh, again, shifting towards the employer instead of the employee market. So what should we be, how should we approach and maneuver this, uh, Chitang, if we are, for people out there who are looking for a job or in between jobs? So I would, I would say that if you're looking for jobs or in between jobs, you have to, it doesn't really change. You have to, first of all, value your own contribution, whatever. You have to have that trust and belief in yourself, right, that, that you bring value to the table. And then secondly, when you do talk to your employers, understanding whether or not there is a good fit between the role and the culture with your own professional expectations and, mm. and sometimes personal preferences as well. So I think pandemic, recession or not, these are all fundamental things that candidates need to be thinking about. And at some point, you, you, you have to, to make a decision, right? So Elon Musk recently has said all employees at Tesla need to work from the office at least 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you then have to decide, like, do I uh, want to work for a leader that demands that but could potentially change the world? Or do I value other things in my life? And then that's something that for each candidate is going to be different. Chi Tung, the thing is, in Singapore, the Ministry of Manpower says its focus is to guide employers and staff and provide resources to help them implement work from home and flexible work arrangements. So they're not going to legislate this, but they will play an advisory role with guidelines. We also have an Alliance for Action on Work-Life Harmony, and they're helping out. But in light of updated work from office and work from home policies, how should leaders be reviewing and future-proofing their initiatives and policies? We talked earlier about the possibility of customizing for each staff member. 
or just making everyone insist on or rather insisting that everyone does what the boss wants. So what is the best approach here if we're talking about future proofing and the fact that there might be another pandemic which will require us to work remotely? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it's interesting you mentioned some of those. We were engaged Rocket has actually also been supporting the Alliance for Action for Work-Life Harmony. And uh, one of the greatest things that have come through is that in dealing with decisions like this that are very personal and very individual, we need to look at employee listening at a very atomic level. So Mm. down to the very team uh, level, we need to understand what employees are thinking, feeling, and what their main concerns and constraints are, uh, as well as what are the factors that motivate them the most. I mean, when we work with our customers, we we see that they find a lot of value in getting team-level reports, so down to really small teams of three, four people uh, in understanding work-life harmony preferences and understanding hmm. uh, return to office preferences and particularly levers of motivation. So I, I think as a baseline, every organization, uh, it, it's insufficient really to look at market reports and say, okay, it looks like this industry in general uh, thinks and feels this way about this. They really, even within the same organization, you'll find different individuals, different teams, and even within the same demographics, thinking in very different ways. Each person is so unique. Yeah. It, it's going to be very difficult to... Looking at your own team instead. But Chita, what do you say then to, you know, arguments that, that, that say, you know, an employee will improve and will be able to compete better if they're all working physically in the office because you get to interact more and know exactly what your peers are also doing? Uh, I would say that the people who make those arguments are people who function best in that way. <laughs> mm. So it comes down to customization again, right? And it also depends on your job role and what that entails. Chitong, recession or no recession, companies should work towards future-proofing, right? And towards the possibility of another pandemic that could drive us all back into remote work again, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you put it that way, I, I, I think companies have to continually invest uh, business continuity plans in, mm. in ways that are now, uh, at least now with our eyes open, we know that they extend fine into even the ways of work and the workplace. So we need to think quite hard about, about maintaining that currency and that ability to, to work remotely at any point in time if we need to. Mm. And do it all the time so that when the occasion actually arises, you're not panicking. Thank you so much, Chitung. Leong Chitung, CEO and co-founder of People Analytics at HR Tech Firm, Engage Rocket. Thanks for joining us today, Chitung. Thanks very much for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.